are live at Common Grounds, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Get, uh, Halloween weekend, they're doing all sorts of cool things. The treasure hunt is a way, and you can go to the, the family. Boy, the Batsons have all these great businesses. Common Grounds, Waco uh, in Woodway, Milo All Day, One Day Bar, Heritage Creamery, and Fabled. You can go to all those places and bring up this treasure hunt. And, and get registered for a $200 gift card. You have to be there, though, to register. So, Curtis Quillen, a man who I love having Curtis out to common grounds, but tonight he could not swing it. Now, Curtis, I'm excited to tell you that your old pal, Stephen Simcox, is on the mic, okay? He's, sit- he's seated where you normally would be during the Quillen uh, deal. So, say hi to Stephen Simcox, uh, formerly of uh, – of the ESPN broadcasting team now with a, some kind of huge mortgage business. Say hello to him, Curtis. Smartest man in broadcasting, the man who went to go make real money, Stephen Simcox. What's good, my brother? <laughs> Curtis, good to hear from you, man. I'm excited about this. That's right. Aaron's going to be asking soon like about the, <laughs> the mortgage business. Going to kind of look into that. All right, Curtis, um, let's get right to it, buddy. This is a uh, – I, I love it when we hit the ground running with some game of the week. Now we have sometimes off-air, the, the young Simcox would challenge you on some of your game of the week choices. You know, he was very not true. He was he was very critical <laughs> of some of these. No, no, he was usually supportive. G- give me the game of the week. Where are you? And don't do one of those quilling things where you name every game. Let's stick with one to start with. What is your vote? Fo- what's the game of the week, and why did you choose it? We went with Gatesville Connolly because, well, you know, I'd be remiss to say that it's not the strongest week on the schedule this season. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily a secret. And so of the choices we had, Gatesville Connolly was the most compelling when you look at all the storylines that are involved in the game. You know, Gatesville makes the playoffs last year, ending a skid that dates back to 2017. And then two days before the game, they're forced to close the school district because COVID is too uh, – is spreading throughout Gatesville ISD too greatly. And so they need to shut the school district down and let everybody get healthy. Um, and so there goes the playoff game. Conley has the late coaching change. You know, these two are playing for playoff seating tonight. The loser of this game probably gets Carthage in two weeks instead of in round three or four. And so this is an awesome game when you look at the storylines. And then it's probably the, the most interesting game that, impl- that has playoff seating implications uh, in the area. And I think that the, you know, the one that came in second on that kind of front um, is probably flying under the radar, but it's one that we'll feature in our show tonight as well. Curtis, I know this is an important game for playoff seating, but how much of an impact did the fact that I've heard a rumor fresh donuts might be making an appearance in the Gatesville press box again this week. <laughs> was that something that you considered when making this decision? I I almost sent Matt Lively to have anchor duties whenever I saw that coming through on Twitter so that I could go and take part in this because that is something that I have wanted to take part in. Uh, I missed out on it my first year whenever our game of the week was – every time that our game of the week has been at Gatesville, I was always there my first three years. And now I'm missing out on fresh donuts. And, y'all, I'm not going to lie. Matt Lively almost anchored this show tonight alongside Nikki Latarula because I wanted some fresh donuts. God, where do they? Where do these fresh donuts come from? 
Well, this is like the Central Press Box spread has been famous for years. What What's the best press box spread in Central Texas, Curtis, if you're going to cover it, a high school? It's Gates, Gatesville 1, okay. Temple 2. The difference between the two and the reason that I put those rankings in that order is Gatesville's all local. It is entirely local, whereas you go to, you know, Temple, and it's all of the little chain spots from around town kind of make their contribution to it. Um, neither one is bad, but I prefer the local shops. And Gatesville is, to me, an underrated food town in Central Texas. And I think that their press box is the uh, one of the best examples of that. All they have to have is, like, chicken tenders or cheese fries and Simcox is all in. That's right. That's, that's my kind of spread. <laughs> that's really all he's after, whatever Chicken Express or what's that guy you used to mention? That's why Bush, he always covered Bush, games Bush, in Bush's. Spring. They've always got Raising Cane's there. <laughs> Bush's Chicken. There's some guy that Steven Stevie knew. Stevie Flores. And he yeah. constantly brought him up thinking he was going to get free chicken. Oh, my goodness. Um. <laughs> Curtis Quillen joining us, Channel 6. And, uh, Curtis, give us a couple more. There's a game I've got my eye on, and um, it's Grandview's involved in that thing, and I think West. Um, and, and I've just that, – that game's kind of uh, grabbing my attention. Is that, is that you know, anywhere on your radar? It's on our radar. It, it, it's absolutely on our radar. I don't, unfortunately, we don't have the staffing to go that far north, and so – you know, I'm I'm kind of limited in what I can do this week uh, from a staffing go, perspective. Go Just, hire you know, some people. We're coming up on the ho- we're up, we're up on the uh, on the holidays, and uh, that's one that I really really am fascinated in because you know you probably got to assume that whoever wins that game is in control in Region Two in Three A Division One because you you know West is undefeated this year, eight and one eight and zero coming into tonight, and so we're talking about a really good West team. A really good Grandview team, and these two will probably play again as long as they don't stub their toe in the playoffs. And so this is absolutely uh, an awesome, awesome, awesome game. Um, and yeah, I do think it is for three A Division One, Region Two, uh, kind of the crown, the team to beat in that in that region. The one that I was referencing earlier as being under the radar of all the playoff implication games in Central Texas, guys. Could I interest you in Troy and Rockdale for the final playoff spot mm. in District 11-3A Division One? Because this is a Troy team that, I'm not breaking any news here, they struggled this year, but they beat the right people. Their two wins, both in district, have put them in position to get into the playoffs because Rockdale also has two district wins. And although Troy is done after this week, Rockdale's not. So... Whoever loses this game, you know, if Troy wins this game, well, the best Rockdale could finish with is two is three district wins, which would tie Troy, and Troy would have head-to-head and get the fourth playoff spot. Mm. So this is a fascinating matchup to me. Two teams that we had opposite ends, uh, uh, expectations on the opposite ends of the spectrum from one another that are battling it out in a game that really was not on my radar until a week ago. Um, whenever we saw the results from their games last week. And so this is that's probably going to be one of the more interesting games and I think one of the more passionate games in the area. Then, of course, you've got Thorndale playing for a district title tonight, Temple playing for a district title, Heights playing for the number one seed in Division One. Um, and keep in mind, with Snapshot Day today, there is a chance that we see 
three of the four high schools in Colleen drop to 5A next year with the opening of Chaparral High School. So what's that momentum going to look like from tonight? You know, there is a chance. You look at the enrollment numbers. Colleen is projected in the UIL snapshot as the biggest school in Colleen ISD, if my memory serves me correctly. So Colleen probably will stay 6A. What's going to happen with Ellison? Ellison's the largest school in District 12 6A going into the year. That's another good big one between the Eagles and Bryan. And, you know, if you look past the end of this season, tonight will tell us a lot in Colleen ISD of what to expect from these programs next year when inevitably we wind up opening a new school and seeing a couple of them drop to 5A. What was the most interesting thing from Snapshot Day is, is getting kind of a look at that, those enrollment numbers around the area, Curtis? You know, you know, Stephen, two years ago, I remember just getting every number that I could. But this year, when I was looking at the situation, uh, there were really only three districts that I was interested in. Um, and one of them I haven't heard back, haven't heard back from. One of them, does, the other one doesn't have their numbers ready yet. And they do have a week to get those turned in. But the thing I was most interested in was Colleen ISD. What was going to happen with Chaparral? What was going to happen with Shoemaker, Harker Heights, and Ellison, the three schools whose student bodies were getting directly pulled from to open Chaparral High School? That was the thing I was most interested in. I think I'm just curious to see, you know, Belton was the one that didn't have its numbers ready whenever I reached out, um, and that was the next one, uh, partly because I'm a Belton ISD taxpayer. I live in the Lake Belton zone. And the other part of that was that, um, you know, I want to see just how low Belton's number goes. Are the Tigers going to be 6A still next year, or are they going to drop to 5A with more of their student body getting pulled from South Belton to Lake Belton? Man, that's a lot. You're going to have to tell, tell me more about these snapshots. I do remember my senior year, we got moved up to 4A at Kaufman, and it, it ruined my entire athletic career. I mean, other than my <laughs> lack of vertical leap. But, um, all right, well, we've run out of time, Curtis. I, I kind of wanted to get that Baylor, uh, Baylor, Texas, that's about a two-and-a-half-point spread. Give me real quick, who do you, uh, who do you like in this one? And uh, I, please say Baylor. Matt, I'm going to break your heart. The last time a running back is dynamic, as B. John Robinson came to Waco, he ran for 190 yards and two scores. The last time they played a really good running back was Jalen Warren at Oklahoma State. And he ran the ball 26 times for 100 and what, 30 some yards and a couple of scores. Bijan Robinson is to me the best running back in college football. And Baylor's defense is going to have to deal with some wrinkles from one of the best offensive minds in college football. I like Texas to win straight up simply because of Bijan Robinson and what Steve Sarkeesian is able to do with him. All right, our connection is messing up. We're going to have to go, Curtis. Hope you enjoyed I, uh, your last segment, Curtis. That's, uh, yeah. We're, Nikki's going to be on with us next week. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Curtis, have a good one, buddy. I appreciate you guys. There we go. Bye,